0: Join us now as Pastor Greg Scalzo continues his series on heavenly authority in this edition of Shear Jeshub. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and along with the congregation at Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, I welcome you to this Bible study program. Today we will be listening to the conclusion of a sermon my husband taught as part of the section on the glory of the New Covenant and the glory of the New Covenant ministry. When we left off, Pastor had just read from 2 Corinthians 3, verse 18. Remember to join us on the web at www.shiarjashub.org for serious Bible study and information about our church. Let's return to the message by Pastor Greg Scalzo.
1: Look what he says here. But we all, with unveiled faces, beholding as in a mirror or reflecting the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. We are being transformed. He's changing us. What is he changing us to? He's changing us into the image of Jesus. That's the purpose of salvation. That's the purpose of the good news of the gospel, that Jesus Christ came to save us, save us from our sins, save us from Satan, give us eternal life, everlasting life, and change us, transform us, that we reflect out, the glory of God, the everlasting new covenant glory of God, as Jesus is reflected in us. We can behold him, and we are called to reflect him out, to transform, to be transformed into the same image. That's the purpose of that glory, the eternal glory. Being transformed into the same image. He's changing us from glory to To glory, that glory, that unsurpassing glory of God now comes and multiplies. Through the Holy Spirit, Jesus multiplies himself and every person in the church and every man and woman, old and young in the church. He comes and he shines out. When we look at each other, we should, we should in the church, we should see Jesus. Isn't it sad that so many times we don't? Isn't it sad that we hold back the glory of God The power of God, the Spirit of God to come in and change us and remake us into the image of Jesus. From glory to glory, ever-increasing glory, the multiplying glory of the kingdom of heaven. And how is it done? Just as by the Spirit of the Lord. That's the source, which comes literally from the Lord the Spirit. That's the literal in the Greek. This glory comes from the Lord, the Spirit. And you see here that there's a oneness between Jesus, who is at the right hand of the Father, and the Holy Spirit which they have sent to us. They are three, but they are one, which comes from the Lord, the Spirit. God does the work. He creates, He saves, and He changes. And many times we can accept the creation part, and we can accept the salvation part, but we have a problem accepting the changing part, the transforming part, the glorifying part. But think of this contract that we have, that we're greater than Moses in the sense that we can behold the fullness of God, and God desires to transform us into the image of Jesus Christ a much better image than Moses or Elijah or any of the Old Testament saints, you can't do better than receiving Jesus Christ and receiving him to the fullness, which means, Lord, do your work in me. Hallelujah. Now, so having this great contract, having so great a confidence in what God is doing to all mankind through the gospel of Jesus Christ, how should the Lord's ministers proceed. And that's why he starts speaking about the ministry they have, not according to the letter, but according to the Spirit. He does not need letters of recommendation. They are his epistle. The Holy Spirit has written upon them. So he concludes in chapter 4, verse 1, from this discussion of the glory of the new covenant, he says, Therefore, since we have this ministry, As we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. Since we have this great ministry that we are privileged to minister this gospel of the new contract in Christ Jesus, transforming people from glory to glory, the surpassing beauty and value, eternal value of this ministry, of this contract, makes us not lose heart. What can the devil throw against us when we have such a calling? That's what Paul's saying. And you know, Paul went through a lot of suffering. He got beaten. He got stoned. He got shipwrecked. He had trouble from the devil making nature come against him with bears and snakes. He had trouble from the Jews. He had trouble from the Gentiles. He had trouble from Rome. Even some of his own people that were with him would abandon him. And yet, What drove Paul on in ministry, therefore, since we have this ministry, this great glory, we do not lose heart. How can you lose heart when you're talking about all eternity? There's a big picture. Paul sees the large picture. Unfortunately, many times, all Christians and many of those in ministry will, it's very easy to lose the big picture. The devil ties us down. He tries to bring us down with all types of of deceptions and burdens and things to snag and keep us from going forward. Paul sees the large picture, and that's what motivates him, and that's why he has the zeal that he does to keep going. We do not lose heart. And he says, as we have received mercy, since we have this ministry, as we have received mercy. It's through mercy. Remember Paul. Paul persecuted Christians. It's not that Paul is so great He knows it's the mercy of God that has called him, called him to do this work, which is to bring all men and women to Jesus Christ in the same place, all reflecting with unveiled faces the glory of God. And he says, verse 2, knowing we have this ministry, but we have renounced. And listen to this. This is a, a good scripture for ministers today, modern ministers, they would do well to listen to it. But we have renounced the hidden things of shame, the hidden things of shame, not walking in craftiness or deception, nor handling the word of God deceitfully. That word there means not to distort, not to adulterate, of adulterating gold in some of the the Greek texts of that time, not to adulterate what's pure gold, not to distort it, not to handle the Word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. There is a foundation in the Bible that these people that believed in Jesus Christ were concerned with the truth. When you read the letters of Paul and Peter and James, You know you're not reading the letters of somebody that's trying to con or manipulate. You can feel their hearts. These are people that would die for the truth. They won't die for a lie, but they'll die for the truth. That's what makes it so ironic that all these modern theories of people changing the scriptures, when the early Christians loved Jesus Christ and they loved the truth, they would die for every word of the scripture. Those that I've seen, that I've come in contact, that you talk to them, they say, oh, the church changed the Bible, are usually those that have never read it. If you say to them, did you read it? They usually say, well, no, because if you read it, you know these are honest people that are very, very concerned for truth, the manifestation of truth, making sure what they say is exactly what God wants them to say, knowing that they serve an awesome God and woe if they change God's Word. He says here, but by the manifestation of truth, setting forth the truth plainly, we commend ourselves to every man's conscience. That's the value of the Word of God. They value the Word of God, they value truth. This was the foundation of their message and they knew if they spoke the truth, if a person's conscience is in the right place, they'll know that these people speaking to them are speaking from God. He says, we commend ourselves. They don't need letters of recommendation. They commend themselves to every man's conscience. You know if you hear something, if your heart's in the right place, and we've got to be careful because the devil can deceive us, our sins, our selfishness, but when we get out of that selfish place, when we get into the place that we really want to know the truth, you know if what someone's speaking to you is the truth. You know when you hear the words of Jesus Christ in the Bible that they're true. You know when you read these letters that they're true. God gives us a Geiger counter to know what is good and holy and just. Doesn't even the sinner know that Jesus Christ is holy and true and just? When you hear them take the name of God in vain because they want to curse that which is good, usually Jesus' name is right there with it because they know he's a good man. And they take pleasure in in using his name as a curse because he's a holy man. He's the holiest person that ever lived. There's a Geiger counter in every human heart to point the way to Messiah if we're true to ourselves and we don't want our version of the Messiah, we want God's version, God's true Messiah, we will see Jesus. So he appeals, he says, the manifestation we bring, we show by the Spirit of God, the truth of God, and when we have presented it, when Paul speaks it, and he speaks the truth of the gospel, and the Holy Spirit testifies to it, he just commends himself to every man's conscience, and he does it in the sight of God. Remember back in chapter 2, verse 17, we are not as so many peddling the word of God, but as Of sincerity but as from God we speak in the sight of God in Christ he knows everything they do God sees it and God will call it into account they are zealous for truth and accuracy we renounce the hidden things of shame not walking in the craftiness or deceitfulness nor handling the Word of God deceitfully, or distorting it, or adulterating it. That word, again, means to ensnare, to corrupt with error. It is used, I mentioned, of adulterating gold or wine, people that take and twist. And they don't treat God's holy word with the same respect as Peter and Paul and the early Christians, not distorting the word of God, not handling the word of God deceitfully, not adulterating the Word of God.
0: Our church website, again, is www.shiarjashub.org. That's S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B dot O-R-G. You'll find information about our church, And, of course, you will find a library of hundreds of Bible study radio programs to help you in your walk with the Lord. And if you appreciate the ministry of Shi'ar Jeshub, can I ask you to pray about supporting these church outreaches. Donations should be made out and sent to Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle, P.O. Box 518 Branford, Connecticut, 06405. May the Lord Jesus bless you as you serve him.